Conversation at a click of a mouse. VoiceAmerica.com. interviewing David J. Phillips, who is a producer as well as an actor, and I've asked him to do a few characters That's <laughs> today, never happening. But he's not. <laughs> he might not. Okay, fine. He's not going to comply. Ah. Um, but I wanted to get his take. This is his first time at the Infinity Festival. I wanted to get his take as a creative content, um, as a content creator, I should say, um, about what you thought. You were here yesterday, and you've been mm-hmm. here most of today, and you've gone to a lot of panels, and you've seen um, a lot of presentations. You watched... The Lion King yesterday. I mean, so let's talk about the Lion King. Okay. I mean, no, uh, no. <laughs> I, I think the Infinity Festival. It's been great. I think it's important for anybody in the creative space to uh, branch out and to see what's happening in technology in the future. I think what happens a lot of times, even with amongst the the people that I know in the similar field, they get kind of like, you know, one dimensional, just to focus on their their one thing. But uh, a festival like this where you're uh, seeing what everyone else is doing, you're, you're seeing innovators and people that aren't in your space at all, it's just, it's, it, it's inspiring in different ways. What yeah. inspired you most or just a couple things that inspired you? Well, I think what, what kind of inspired me is just, uh, you know, going into some of these virtual reality uh, demonstrations and, you know, the technology that's there and there's so much... Uh, you know, I, I actually think that it'd be great f- for production companies to, you know, work more with some of these uh, virtual reality things both in both spaces just because I feel like there needs to be a bridge there a little bit more. Um, it's inspiring, you know, some of these panels where they're talking about where the future is going and then also talking about, you know, the sociological effects of entertainment and virtual reality, I think, were some of those things that, you know, a lot of times when you're just thinking about, uh, you know, getting a good movie and getting cast and making it, you're mm-hmm. not you're not thinking about, you know, how to take it to the next level and what the the next step is. And in uh, this sort of climate, especially because there's so many outlets for films and and content, uh, it's good to to be smart enough to, to know different things that are happening and what's going to happen next. Trends, if you will. Trends. Yeah. <laughs> Trendy. Yeah. Um, well, what do you think about, I mean, you being, I mean, I know you're a producer, but also you are an actor. Mm-hmm. So what do you think about, um, you know, the, like the Irishman and Gemini Man and all these things mm-hmm. about how, you know, even we were talking about um, the other day, like Princess Leia type of mm-hmm. thing, you know, and um, was that? Rogue One, basically, yeah. and how do you feel about um, having let's, having someone take your character and using it like in an AI way? I, you know, I think it's fascinating. Even what just came out, uh, the James Dean. They're they're going to have a mm-hmm. Vietnam movie with James Dean as one of the lead characters, and I think. I think it's a it's a risky thing. Um, you know, I think a lot, a lot of actors are like, okay, are we going to have to compete with dead people now yes. as well? Uh, mm-hmm. And you know, in thinking of distribution in foreign sales, like, what is the value of a James, James Dean? How do you put a, a number on his value for foreign? Uh, you know, also we're talking about the rights to, to have your image even after you're deceased, and who owns that? And exactly. Who's getting the residuals? And I just think it opens up a, a <coughs> lot. But of isn't it just like music? I mean, it just becomes a licensing thing. I mean, it's like somebody owns the Beatles stuff. Somebody uh, owns Michael. Jackson. Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming, but I, there's there's also images versus uh, you know their voice and you know the sound and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I just think there's the potential for a lot of like legalities and a lot of things that are going to be in future contracts. You know, 
I notice even dealing with some of the, the actors in you know some of my latest films, you know, their agents are putting in language like you know if you do a sequel, if we do a virtual reality thing, if we use their image that we captured for anything, mm-hmm. you know, they have to be compensated. Which you know at first glance you're like really like, but it makes sense. Now yeah, in it makes day sense. Age. I, I actually think the market's going to determine how successful these things are. I think with something like the James Dean thing, you know, uh, if it makes a ton of money and people are really interested, then they'll keep making these. But mm-hmm. To me, I think there's a risk of it just becoming kind of gimmicky where people might kind of check it out. I think it worked for something like Rogue One with established characters in that genre. Mm-hmm. I think it also works in, you know, when they did, uh, you know, music videos or something where they, they resurrect people in that. But mm-hmm. I just, I'm not sure if you have a lead character uh, where everyone else is, is real and one's a hologram, if you're going to still have that emotional connection and impact or if it's going to take you out of the movie because you're like, oh, my God, that's James Dean. How did they do that? And you suddenly start thinking about other things than the emotional response to the film itself. And that's what I think probably would happen. But, you know, I'm very curious. I to really see. agree with you. Have you seen Gemini Man? I James? haven't seen Gemini <coughs> Man yet. I've no, seen Gemini Man. And the reason I think that works really well is because Will Smith is playing both characters. Mm-hmm. And he's a very good actor. And he plays... Um, the younger version of him, very believable. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, if you just had him and if he was deceased trying to play both characters, yeah. I just don't think you would have the nuances. Like, there's just definitely nuances that he brings. Besides, I mean, the the um, imagery that they do and the crea- creation that they do, it's amazing. And and especially being in film, you're look like I was the entire time watching in 3D looking for the mistakes, and I yeah. couldn't find the mistakes. But what really connected was that I really connected with the story. And, like, mm-hmm. this was, like a clone version of himself and what that meant to that young person that figured out I'm a clone version of this man, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And how that would affect. And I think trying to do that as um, an AI, I just don't mm-hmm. know, like you said, you'd get the same kind of level. Yeah. I mean, I think when it's, when it's the entire film is computer generated or we look at animation and then you're kind of like, you have that separation to begin with. So you can enjoy the entire thing if you see an animated film, but if there's just certain elements that are, I mean, it, I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be really interesting. I, uh, you know, I wonder if even like, not to really sound arty farty here, but even the essence of a soul, if, if it's completely computer generated, then, you know, you can't actually see that person's thoughts mm-hmm. and what's going on in their mind. Mm-hmm. And can we recreate that? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then, you know, in Gemini Man, obviously, they're using him as an actor. And so you can see him as a human. Exactly. Whereas a James Dean. They're I'm interacting with the human interacting, actor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm also wondering then who plays James Dean for them to digitally edit. I mean, are you going to be casting a James Dean lookalike to mm-hmm. do something like that? Um, I don't know. One of my earliest gigs as an actor was uh, on Time Traveler's Wife. There was, there was uh, originally there were scenes where Eric Banner. You're in that? Oh, I'm not. Okay. Let me tell you. <laughs> I'm uh, like, I won't see that movie. Uh, I did not see you. <laughs> but, but this is what I did do is that okay. there were scenes in the movie originally the way it was written mm-hmm. where Eric Bana went in the past and would have scenes with himself. And so they needed an actor that was of similar height and sort of oh. build as Eric Bana. Okay. So I got that role. So oh. I was on set and I acted opposite, you know, mm-hmm. Eric Bana and mm-hmm. uh, Rachel McAdams and stuff. But then they would edit me out mm-hmm. and have him talk to himself and, and do oh, that sort of thing. Oh, got it. Got it. Okay. But then they, cool. they decided that, you know, the director like in watching those scenes was mm-hmm. like he didn't want to make it into multiplicity and it, it just felt awkward so he ended up and I don't think the technology was there yet mm. so he ended up actually getting rid of all of those scenes anyways in the actual final oh, wow. movie of Time Traveler's Wife oh um, wow yeah so I wonder when it comes to somebody playing James Dean, are they going to do a casting call for a lookalike? Or are they going to get like a really good actor that you'll never know was James Dean? Or, or 
Yeah, it'll be uh, interesting. Notable, I don't know. It'll be well because one of the things, and you were you, I think you were in that panel today when we uh, were at the wellness and panel. Uh, wellness and tech track when they were talking about the brain and how like reality everything's under the surface like mm. what we're seeing here and i think that actors do um come from good actors come from a place underneath the surface not on the well top. It's, tr it's truth right it's mm -hmm. like a visceral truth that the good actors are able to access um if you're completely you know focusing on a look of course we can recreate that but what is that visceral feeling you get when you see reality versus something else oh yeah um, so yeah it'll be interesting so is um, there any technology that you've seen here that you were like, oh, maybe I want to try that in my next movie or maybe I want to... I think what it was, uh, I was thinking of, uh, you know, films, because uh, right now I've got a couple films in post. Um, one's called Mighty Oak and the other one is called Eat Wheaties. And I'm going to do a quick plug. It was directed yes, by Scott Abramovich. Uh, Tony, Tony Hale's the lead. He's mm -hmm. hilarious. Mm -hmm. uh, Paul Walter Hauser. Uh, Alicia Cuthbert. We just got a really great cast. Mm -hmm. And, you know, thinking of that, about that in post, I think uh, it's not there where, you know, we would you know, change the movie to make it, you know, 3D or something like that or a virtual reality experience. But I'm thinking about in the marketing angles, mm. you know. Mm -hmm. um, now, it might not work as well because it's a comedy, etc. But, mm -hmm. you know, a couple of other projects that I'm looking at doing next are have a little bit more of an action sort of thing. And, mm -hmm. and just coupling that you know, to, to imagine that, you know, we, you could have a virtual reality experience that could go out into the world, mm -hmm. you know, with the release. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of an additional thing. It's really interesting, especially seeing how far the technology has come. Mm -hmm. uh, and I also think having, like, really solid actors uh, makes all the difference in the world, too. Because even when there's real actors in that virtual reality setting, if they're not the greatest at times, mm -hmm. then it's going to take you out of the realness that you're looking around and seeing. So oh, yeah, that's so a it's good point. It's about, uh, it's about casting, I think, all around, but... I'm also... You well, know. you're in that space much more than I am. So how do you... What do you think other actors feel about technology? I mean, do you think they're scared of it? Or they like it? Or they're embracing it? Or is it a mixed bag? Like, I what's think, I going think on? A, I think it, when it comes to, you know, being a part of some virtual reality, mm -hmm. uh, you know, like, it's, it's so new that people want to make sure they're not a part of something that's crap. Mm. And, you know, so if you have, like, you know, super notable people, they're like, okay, this is a new company. They've done a couple mm -hmm. of things. Uh, am I going to take that risk? Uh, mm -hmm. But then you have, you know, other people that embrace it. Like the Reggie Watts, uh, uh, Reggie Watts dance oh, off yeah, over there is so fun. Mandy it's great. That. Yeah. And so clearly, you know, this company went to, to Reggie and we're like, mm -hmm. hey, we're doing this. And mm -hmm. he's like, that sounds awesome. And mm -hmm. it really works. And now everyone at this conference is talking about Reggie Watts and hearing mm -hmm. his song and dancing with him. And mm -hmm. it's really great. So I think people are embracing it. As far as the James Dean thing, I think there's a lot of, you know, trepidation uh, mm -hmm. to what that's going to, like, what the impact of that's going to be mm -hmm. and, you know, is it authentic? Uh, is it going to take away jobs? Is, you know, what's that going to look like mm -hmm. in 20 years? Are we just going to go th to movies and see the people that we've loved for years and no new ac actors or stars? Mm -hmm. Or, uh, you know, I'm not personally that worried about that. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's going to be a market for everything, but, you know, obviously people get a little bit you know, worried about the implications of stuff like that. Well, I think the marketing of it is great, especially for the younger generation coming up because mm. they're so online. They're, you know, on their Twitter and their Instagrams and they're really in this whole virtual world and to kind of bring them out or get them excited about something else or even to go see a movie. I just feel like the mm. marketing aspect is really strong and then also the gaming aspect, mm. obviously, you know, and there's some, there's actually, there are movies being made out of games. I'm not a huge gamer, but I know yeah. there's movies being made out of games. How do you totally. feel about that? I mean, I think anything that's done well and has an audience should be should be done. Um, mm. I think if you're, you know, if you're knocking off, uh, you know, something or you're you're not 
I, you know, hopefully people that are creating content are always striving to, to make it better or the next step. So, mm -hmm. you know, I don't really have an opinion like, oh, we shouldn't make movies about video games. I mean, obviously people would enjoy that, mm -hmm. uh, but just try to make them really good. I mean, people, you know, when you're making a movie, you invest so much of your heart and soul and so many other people's lives and long hours and, you know, uh, fathers that are mothers that are away from their children make sure it's good yeah. you know like really <laughs> don't waste your time so I feel like you know with any endeavor you gotta like uh, just just you know strive to make it make it really good even if it is based on a video game um, I remember movies back in the day that were based on video games it was kind of like a you know eye roll but they've mm -hmm. been doing better and better at making those movies actually stand alone and be mm -hmm. a lot of fun so you know I think there's a place for everything well we only have a few more minutes so mm -hmm. what do you want to plug <laughs> Well, what about uh, <laughs> your past movies that you're very proud of? Um, the Maestro, I, well, right, which is very excellent. I have seen it. Uh, thank you. Yeah, uh, right now on, uh, you know, the last two movies I did uh, were uh, The Maestro, uh, which is now on Amazon and on iTunes. Mm -hmm. And it's about a composer in the 1940s uh, who actually was the teacher to John Williams and Randy Newman and uh, mm -hmm. Andre Previn. Um, and no one knows about his existence, really, even though he taught all of the great composers that we know and love. Mm -hmm. So uh, check that out. It's called The Maestro, starring Xander Berkeley and directed by Adam Cushman. And then uh, I did And he's in it. Oh yeah, and I and have I, I got I got a little role in there he as plays well. Yeah. I love Lucy's writer, right? Yeah, Jess Oppenheimer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, and uh, and then this movie called Badsville, which uh, to be oh, honest, yeah. like when I'm thinking about films that would have really you know been great to do some sort of a virtual reality thing, mm -hmm. it's uh, Badsville is like a greaser gang movie, a The Outsiders or uh, like West Side Story without mm -hmm. the music kind of thing. It's really gritty, and uh, you know it's uh, it's directed by April Mullen and uh, Ian McLaren and Ben Barrett are the two leads. Um, and yeah, it's, it's just a lot of fun. And I, I, that was one of those ones that we didn't have a lot of money, but we all like put our, our entire heart and souls into it. Where I'm was really it filmed? Uh, it was filmed here in Los Angeles. Actually. Oh, all yeah, around yeah, Los Angeles? Yeah, all around LA, Santa Clarita. Um, and, uh, and yeah, it did really well at the festival circuit. So now that's available on iTunes. Do you like Amazon. filming in Los Angeles? I do actually. The majority of my films have been shot here. Oh. Uh, I've done a dozen films now and, uh, Ten were here. Mm -hmm. One was in San Antonio, mm -hmm. and one was in San Diego. Um, Philip yeah. is from Canada, so that's why I asked that question. David. <laughs> oh, David. David. Jay Phillip. Phillips. But oh that's my cool. God, I forgot his name already. <laughs> that's it. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Listen, Gene. <laughs> Gene. Oh my God! So embarrassing. <laughs> no, you know what? That actually happens all the time. I actually respond to Philip. Always. Uh, so, um, yeah. 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 That's not I'm so sorry. Thank uh, you so much for being here uh, and putting up with me. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Coming great. to the festival. And, and honestly, the conference today was, was fantastic. The, the wellness conference. I'm so glad you loved it. Thank you. Cheers. All right. Bye. <laughs>